0: Algar Productions.
1: Algar Productions Remember to focus on your breathing Inhale Exhale Inhale Exhale Captain mm. Sir, with all due respect Speak your mind You don't need to qualify anything with me Alright, that's stupid
2: uh, I beg your pardon? All this stuff about breathing? Breathing is important. Don't forget to do it. If you don't remember how to breathe, it goes like this. Inhale, exhale.
1: <laughs> is anyone really that dumb? <laughs> I think there's probably some middle ground between, with all due respect, and dismissing the wisdom of the Alpha Quadrant's preeminent philosopher culture as dumb. Okay, it's, it's not that you're going to forget to breathe. It's more about providing you with a, a focal point.
2: <clears throat> A focal point?
1: Yeah, something relatively meaningless to focus your attention on, to stop your mind from wandering, to keep you tethered to the moment. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, the actual traditional Vulcan method involves concentrating on a meditation lamp, but I'm not real thrilled about open flames on my spaceship. Well, so... If you're changing parts of the ritual then doesn't that mean we're not really doing real Vulcan meditation? Well, the nice thing about the Vulcans and the reason their philosophies work for so many different cultures is that they believe in Idic. Oh yeah, those little medallions. Some shady character tried to sell me one of those out of the trunk of his shuttle once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are, there are definitely people like that out there. But, but no, the, the essence of the Vulcan philosophy is infinite diversity and infinite combinations. I thought those guys were all about logic. Well, they are. Vulcans use the word logic to mean a, a lot of things. Oh, you mean like Klingons and honor. Yeah, exactly like that. Logic is really an all-encompassing concept to them, and it means so much more than... Uh, well, logic. No other language is really equipped to define what they mean by that, because their language is fundamentally based around those concepts. But for our purposes, that baseline definition will do just fine. Thinking about things in a linear, step-by-step manner. But I do that. Ah, uh, you think you do that. Well, that was uncalled for. <laughs> I don't take it personally. We all think we do that. But when you practice these techniques, you come to realize that your actions aren't quite as measured as you think they are. So you want me to sit quietly, breathe, and think about how I'm not as good a person as I think I am. No, no, no. It's, it's really just about... Uh, taking a damn minute, removing yourself from the situation, thinking of what you're trying to accomplish, then determining the steps to get there. That sounds simple enough. Simple, yes. Easy, absolutely not. Oh, that's deep. Now, in the context of what we've been talking about, you want to try to use these techniques not to suppress your cultural norms, but to be aware of them. Step back, Self-analyze, and ask yourself how you can most effectively use your unique point of view to benefit a given situation.
2: Okay, so, uh... In Tellarite culture, we're encouraged to challenge everything. Our entire philosophy is based around the concept that nothing should be beyond scrutiny. If an idea can stand up to the most intense criticism and remain intact, it's obviously an
1: idea worth pursuing. And see? In and of itself, that is a very noble way of doing things. It also seems very practical if you're all on the same page about how it all works. Uh, Commander Wildman says it reminds her of the scientific method. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I was just going to say that it reminds me of the most fundamental part of being a good captain. Really? Well, Yeah. We're constantly having to consider huge piles of variables to determine the best idea in any particular scenario. The only difference is we have to do it very quickly inside our heads. Uh, Alright, I, I think that's about enough for today. We should be putting in a nimbus station within the next hour or two. You got any big plans for your three days of leave? Uh, yes, sir.
2: I'm actually dating someone uh, on the station, and well, it's been a long few weeks, Captain. Yeah, yeah, you're telling me. Yes, sir. How come we're docking at the station for so long? I thought that since Lieutenant Lacerdo translated that star map we found... Uh, Great job on that, by the way. uh, Thank you, sir.
1: I thought our mission was pretty well laid out for the next little while. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. But, and I haven't briefed the entire crew on this yet, but we've confirmed that the liquid aliens that built those space stations died out quite some time ago. Is it uh, appropriate to offer condolences here, or...? I-I get where you're coming from. It is sad for a number of reasons. The more selfish of those reasons being that I really thought we were about to make a first contact. All right. But the good news is that map isn't just a navigational chart. It's also a guide to where all the inhabited worlds are. Or were, as of a couple centuries ago, anyway. Which points us toward a much better method of exploring Omega than just blindly stumbling around and hoping we find something interesting and random. So why are we docking for three days, then? Well, because this is a cooperative effort. I have to meet with my counterparts on the Romulan, Klingon, and Cardassian ships and share our discovery with them. And something this big means a lot of briefings. Three days of them? Yep, looks like. Ugh. Yeah, it's not how I choose to spend three days off ship. But this is our job, and I do love my job. Now, you go spend some quality time with this partner of yours, and I'll see you again in a few days. Um, thank you, sir. Well, more meditation's not going to help with this. Time for a cold shower.
3: In the aftermath of a costly and brutal war, four superpowers came together to launch a bold new project.
2: To explore a new galaxy together as allies with a common interest in expanding their scientific and cultural horizons. Four ships were commissioned.
4: And one of those ships represents the pinnacle of Federation diversity and cooperation, the USS Endeavor.
5: Endeavor, created by Matt Rabotham and Ron Algar-Watt, starring Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. Episode 3, Cutch Ado About Nothing.
3: Reflects the overall themes of isolation and despair, which are echoed in the earlier parts of the book. I'd really forgotten how good this author's grasp of repetitive symbolism is.
2: I like the part where they kissed.
3: Yes, there was so much happening with that kiss, it was such a magnificent payoff for the protagonist's arc and an inciting incident for the antagonist. The economy of plotting is just Breathtaking. I just
2: meant that I like it when people kiss in stories.
3: Oh, well, uh, yeah, sure. I wasn't
2: crazy about that ending, though.
3: Oh, I know. Because, because this the ship
2: is terrible. Is terrible. You know, what the hell kind of last line is that for a story? Completely agreed.
4: Oh, hey, there you guys are.
2: What's in the box?
4: These are my mom's white chocolate macadamia nut cookies.
3: Wait. That's what you used your precious transporter credits for? And that's why you wanted me to transfer mine to you?
4: Oh, you weren't going to use them anyway. You made it very clear that you're not interested in maintaining any kind of contact with anyone back home.
3: Hang on,
2: let let me get this straight. You had those cookies beamed in from another galaxy? Yep. But that's such a huge commitment of resources! Wouldn't it be easier to just program the recipe into the replicator?
3: Yeah, and don't give me that replicated food just isn't the same spiel. You grew up on a ship where your choices were pasta made from hair, or literally anything you can imagine from the replicator. I know that's usually your preference. That's true. But
4: it's not about how they taste, guys! These cookies were made from scratch by Samantha Wildman herself! She mixed the ingredients, she formed the cookies with her own hands, she baked them, and now they're in my hands.
2: Oh, that's so sweet. It's almost sickening how sweet that is.
4: And
3: boy, if that isn't Naomi in a nutshell.
4: So, how are the smaller needles working on your project?
2: Much better, thanks. I'm right on gauge now, it's gonna fit perfectly.
4: That's great! Everything's easier when you don't have to mess with stitch counts.
2: I'm so glad I found another knitter. You'd be amazed by how few of them there are in security. No, on second thought, you probably wouldn't be amazed. It's pretty much exactly how many you'd expect.
4: And how's the project coming along?
2: Fantastic. I'm basically finished with yours, and I'm nearly finished with Dal's as well.
3: Hmm. Wait, what's that? Oh, I'm, I'm working on knitting.
2: I
4: think it should be a surprise.
3: Well, everyone knows how much I love surprises.
2: That in itself would be something of a surprise to me, actually.
4: Why did you guys pick this restaurant? I'm not sure I've ever had selenite food before. It certainly
3: is... Pungent. Well, you know the little private reading club we have going? Sure.
2: We just finished reading a book by a Zelenite author.
3: And their descriptions of the food made it sound so compelling. So we thought it might be a fun idea
2: to try eating food from the same culture that produced whatever book we're
3: reading. Especially since we always have such a hard time picking where we're going. And you're like, As long as I'm with my friends, I don't care where we eat. Wow.
2: It's like she's right here in the room with me.
3: This all seems a little adventurous for you, Dal. It sounded like an amazing idea. At the time.
2: But I think at least one of us must have been a little drunk.
3: Probably both of us. So we're
2: never doing this again, right?
3: Oh, absolutely not. Glad we sorted that out, then.
4: So what's the Zelenite book you both just read? It's
2: about life and love aboard a starship.
3: It's one of the darkest meditations on loneliness I have ever read absolutely beautiful i'm starting to think we get very different things out of these books i'm just excited to be reading for fun for a change most of the fiction i've read was for school and i almost never had time to slow down and appreciate what was really going on
2: i'm not sure i'm doing that now Uh, i don't know that i'm even capable of this kind of insight
3: well if me reading along makes you uncomfortable
2: no no it's it's great to have someone to discuss this stuff with Even if I don't completely understand your side of the
3: conversation all the time.
4: And it gives you both something to debate about. You both love to argue.
3: I think she expects us to play along and say, no, we don't. We probably shouldn't give her the
2: satisfaction.
4: Ah, it's good to be appreciated by one's friends, I assume.
2: Honestly, Dale, your passion for debate is incredibly tellarite.
3: I'm going to take that as a compliment.
2: It was meant as one. In fact, if I didn't know any better, I might interpret it as a prelude to romance.
3: Yeah, you're not really
4: her...
2: I know. That's why I said, if I didn't know any better, I obviously do know better. Okay. I don't see how anyone could spend more than, say, 30 seconds with Dal and not notice her near obsession with connecting with women
3: carnally. <laughs> I don't know that I'd call it an obsession. Okay, so what were you doing just now? Huh?
4: Just a minute ago, when Kutch and I were talking about knitting and you were distracted,
3: what were you doing? I'm not a big knitter. Forgive me for not hanging on to every word of your conversation about string.
2: Well, first of all, it's yarn. And second, you are clearly getting a contact number from that Bajoran woman.
3: I thought I was being subtle. How could you possibly- I'm
2: security, Dell they train us to watch people and notice details
3: wait i figured you were getting somebody's
4: number but i thought it would be the human that bajoran was gorgeous don't get me wrong but she's a bit um older than your usual type no i may be
3: expanding my horizons a little bit good for you
2: infinite diversity and in infinite combinations
3: yeah that's a much less shameful way of putting it when the real answer is
4: probably closer to you I've burned an awful lot of bridges even for me since we got to the omega quadrant and I need to start casting a wider
3: net tomato tomato oh is that what the screen thing is it's not my fault women find me irresistible you know
2: naomi i I just realized we've never really discussed your love life. Is that topic off limits, or...
4: Oh, no, not at all. It's mostly that there isn't really anything to discuss.
2: No, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are starting to get a little frustrated on that front. Now, I can't be sure, but I think I picked up a little of that from the captain, even.
4: No, it's... I'm asexual. I thought you knew.
2: Huh. No, I I don't think I did know that. So is that a Qatarian thing?
3: No, nope, just a Naomi thing.
2: Oh. Well,
3: uh... Now I feel dumb. Don't. Well, not about this. You can feel dumb about plenty of other things. Thanks. Love you, buddy. No, trust me, you'll never feel as dumb about this as I did. One day I'll tell you the story of how Naomi and I met. And
2: was it when you tried to ask her out and she wasn't interested?
4: Nailed it. Yeah,
3: I I guess that's the entire story. To be very
4: clear, I'm asexual, but not aromantic. It's not like I can't fall in love.
3: Well, that's good.
2: I've only known you for a short time, but I can't imagine a universe in which Naomi Wildman can't be in love with someone.
4: (laughs) You know, I could find other friends.
3: Everyone loves me. Wow, you're
2: really just leaning into it now, huh?
3: And you didn't think you were capable of insightfulness. So, while we're on the topic, Kutch, what's your deal anyway.
2: Oh, well, I am two meters tall, and my interests include reading and knitting.
4: I think she means... You know, the same thing you asked me.
3: Yeah, you're straight, right? I get a real straight vibe from you. N- no offense. I don't think I've ever heard you use the phrase, no offense, before. It's how you can tell I've really taken to this kid.
2: I, well, Tellarites don't really have the concept of straight, like you know it. I do primarily date women, but I've been with a few men as well.
3: So you're bi.
2: I don't think about it like that.
3: Huh. I think you know Akai. In
2: fact, I'm actually dating someone now.
3: What? How did you not lead with this? I
2: didn't want to sound like I was bragging. I figured I'd mention it if it came up organically.
6: Yellow alert. Repeat yellow alert. All available security personnel report to station security immediately. Your leave has been canceled.
2: Well, that was an unnecessarily cruel way to say that. Yeah. Sorry, ladies. Duty calls. Oh,
3: but wait! What about. You're not going to just leave us hanging on this, are you? He is! You bastard! Naomi Wildman, do you eat your mother's white chocolate macadamia nut cookies with that mouth?
6: <sighs> Admiral, sir. Lieutenant got you reporting for duty. Oh, good. The helpful tellerite has arrived. Fall in line with the rest of the cannon fodder, Lieutenant. Mm, aye, sir.
2: Whoa, this is a lot of security, guys. Shh. Oh, oh, right, yeah, because
6: Admiral is the... uh, Admiral. Shh.
2: Okay, I got
6: it. As your no-doubt keenly observant security senses have informed you, this station is currently at yellow alert, and you may well ask, why? But I see that you all know better than to ask, which goes to show that even security personnel are capable of learning. Who knew? The short answer is... It's classified, and the longer answer is, the reason we are at yellow alert is classified. This is what you are to tell any onboard personnel if they ask you. If it were entirely up to me, we would be at red alert. But apparently, it is not entirely up to me. Nevertheless, you are to treat this as a, let's say, an orange alert. I want you all positioned at key points, with your weapons on standby. I want you keen, and I want you ready. Ready for what, Admiral? Just ready. Now, I'm sending a duty roster with your assignments to the main display. Locate your name, then look directly across from your name and determine where you have been stationed. Then go there. On the double. Dismissed. Lieutenant Kutch, you are not dismissed. Oh, uh, d- yes, sir. Lieutenant Don't think that I've forgotten our little encounter when you arrived here a few weeks ago. I didn't think you had, Admiral. Hmm, Good, good. And you should also be aware that only a few days following this encounter, I received a communique from you with the subject line, Suggestions for Greater Fleet Efficiency. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. This message contained a list of one hundred and sixteen constructive propositions, including my own personal favorite, bigger shovels in the away team field kits.
2: Uh, sir, with all due, uh, uh, Admiral, I can only apologize for that. I, I know it's only been a couple of weeks since I sent it, but, but it's been a very eventful couple of weeks. I've since been working with my CO to uh, be, learn how to exercise greater discretion.
6: Lieutenant, do you know why I was given this assignment? Uh, Permission to speak freely,
2: Admiral? Denied. Oh, uh, yes, sir. I I mean, no, sir. I don't know
6: why you were given this assignment, sir. I was sent here to the most remote outpost the Federation has ever constructed. A 15-year ride at top speed to the nearest outpost. Because there are many in Starfleet who find me difficult to work with. Can you believe that? And permission to... Denied. Couldn't possibly say then, sir. Good answer. sir. Perhaps you're learning greater discretion after all. In any event, I am a soldier and I go where I'm ordered to go. But as the ranking officer aboard this station, however remote it might be, my authority here should be absolute.
2: Of course, Admiral. I will absolutely keep that in mind and I'll keep any further
6: suggestions to myself. What? You... You think we're still talking about that? I actually admire your initiative in sending me that list. I may not choose to implement any of your suggestions, but you presented them respectfully and completely within the established guidelines. Yes, sir. I mean that someone decided that my authority should not be absolutely absolute, and has therefore saddled me with a diplomatic attaché. Through which most of my higher-level orders must be filtered. Probably so I don't cause an interstellar incident. Yes, sir. don't appreciate being handled. And the situation we're dealing with now calls for decisive action, not some kind of treaty. Sir. Which is why I am assigning you as the personal security detail for Ambassador Sokar. You're a very a persistent officer, Lieutenant, and I could use that kind of persistence, helping me keep the ambassador out of the situation room for the next few hours. Understood, sir. Good. I believe you'll find him in the Level 6 Intel office. Keep him occupied, however you see fit. Dismissed. I'm on it, Admiral. Oh, and Lieutenant. Sir? Being as you are, a Tellarite... Aren't you glad I said persistent and not pig-headed? The thought never
2: even entered my mind, sir.
4: So, obviously, whatever plans we had for our leave are cancelled, so we can concentrate entirely on figuring out who Kutch is dating.
3: Ladies, how are you? Del Lacerdo, USS Endeavor.
4: Del, focus! I can do two things. How many contact numbers is that?
3: What, you mean Today? But you're absolutely right. If there's one thing more important than me doing a little networking... Oh, is that what we're calling it now? It's prying into our new friend's personal life. So... wait. Where have we even been walking to? Is this the supply office? Yeah. I was just down here picking
4: up my cookies, and the quartermaster seemed like a possible suspect now that I think about it. That's her. Her name is Nov. Hey,
3: she's cute. I'm not usually into Andorians, but... uh, There are
4: a lot of available women on this station.
3: Not nearly enough.
4: And we're not even sure what Kutch's type is, but I figure we have to start somewhere. Oh, hey! Wildman and Lacerdo, right? You're both friends with
0: my boyfriend, Lieutenant Kutch. Well, mystery solved. Sorry I didn't recognize you when you were in here earlier, Wildman. I thought it might be you, but I wasn't sure. But the Cardassian friend is a dead giveaway. Yeah,
4: I can't take her anywhere.
0: Excuse me. So,
3: what can I do for you ladies? Uh, excuse me. Oh, you know, you're dating our friend. So we're here to scope you out, give you a once-over, check your teeth and hooves.
0: If you think Andorians have hooves, you've been grossly misinformed. And I'm not showing you my teeth. Don't be weird.
4: It's just an expression. It's a weird expression,
0: but alright. You two want to go grab some lunch? Uh, I I believe I was here first. Hang on. Apparently I have to starve to death because this guy was here first.
6: What is it? Uh, Commander Mendez sent me down here to get a BT punch. Part number? I don't have one. You know,
0: Ensign, we Andorians have a saying. Fuck off if you don't have a part number.
6: Look, I know there's no such thing as a BT punch. Just like there was... No such thing as a bucket of nasal wash or a left-handed smoke shifter. They think I don't realize they're messing with me, but I do. Uh Uh-huh. They obviously don't even want me down in engineering. I'm not sure why they don't just say that instead of sending me on these wild goose chases. Did I ever tell you about the time a synthetic T-cell virus caused me to de-evolve into a goose? Listen, I'm going
0: to lunch. You keep doing... Whatever it is you're doing, and just be sure to lock up when you go, alright? But, but I, uh, I, I was... Uh... Ladies, shall we?
6: Okay, okay, I, I guess I'll, I'll just stand here then, in the dark. That's, that's fine, this is fine. Do I work here now? <sighs> What's up with
0: that guy? Oh, he's down here at least three times a week. That's Ensign Sasak.
4: Oh god, I didn't even recognize old Ensign (laughs) Sadsack. I hadn't been calling him that, but I'm definitely gonna start now. That seems
0: surprisingly cruel for you, Naomi. It only seems that way because it is.
4: He might very well be the luckiest Starfleet officer who ever put on a uniform. He's been shot out
3: of a torpedo tube, blasted back in time and apparently turned into a goose. Although, I suppose there's no law in the book saying a goose can't be in Starfleet. Right, and
0: whereas you or I might look at any of those things as scary, but ultimately exciting adventures,
3: he just ends up complaining about it all. A lot. I mean, we're all prone to a bad mood every now and then. Maybe it's something clinical? Nah, I asked him about
0: that one time. He doesn't suffer from
3: anything. We all just suffer from him. Trust
4: me, Dal. That guy is unbearable. And how many people have you heard me use that word to describe? Just two now, including me. Only I'm not being playful about him. If you don't believe me, go back and spend ten minutes alone with him.
3: Nah, you know what? Uh, If you're this insistent about it, I'm going to take your word for it. This is a side of you I've never seen before, Naomi. I like it. Hmm... How do you guys feel about zelenite food? Uh, pass. (laughs) I mean, we could watch you eat it while we lightly interrogate you. Or we could go to a bar.
0: If I'm about to be lightly interrogated, I'd prefer to be lightly inebriated as well.
2: Ambassador, Ambassador Sokar, sir.
5: Ah, you must be Lieutenant Kutch, my security detail. Yes, sir, Uh, the Admiral wants- I am well aware of what the Admiral wants. You have been ordered to keep me from attending the meeting of this mission's senior officials in the situation room.: Oh, uh, you needn't feign surprise on my account, Lieutenant. This is not the first time the admiral has attempted to delay me from performing my duties, nor do I expect it will be the last.
2: Yes, sir, if you're taking that turbo lift to the situation room, Yes. Well, sir, I suppose, as to your security detail, I should accompany you.
5: I can find no flaw with your reasoning. Enter. Situation Room, access code 9185, Sokar, Ambassador.
2: You know, Mr. Ambassador, uh, I've been studying Vulcan philosophy and meditation.
5: Really? I believe I would very much enjoy discussing the finer points of Teplana Hoth versus Kiri with a non-Vulcan. Do you favor a modern translation of Surok's teachings, or are you more of a purist? I'm not sure. Well... What is your ultimate goal in adapting our culture's sacred ways, Lieutenant? Are you seeking spiritual enlightenment or merely a clear path toward intellectual clarity? The second one, I think. How long exactly have you been involved with these studies? Uh, Counting
2: today, sir, three weeks.
5: Ah. It would appear that we have arrived at our destination.
2: Oh god, it's about time.
5: Good evening, all.
6: Oh, it's the Ambassador. Good, good. Ambassador
2: Sokar! Lieutenant? Cap, it's just—it's very good to see you, sir. I'm just gonna stand over here by you, if that's okay.
0: I don't know. I'm here because it seemed like it'd be fun. When it stops being fun, I'll stop doing it. That's such an amazing philosophy.
3: Yeah, but how does it work? I mean, Starfleet sent us to a completely different galaxy. And they made us sign paperwork promising we were willing to commit to being here for a while. If you leave, it means resigning your commission. So? Space is big. I can do something
0: else.
4: So you just throw away your career? Let's see, you're a chief petty officer? I'm up for
0: senior chief next
4: year. Which means you've probably been in for at least 15 years. 14. And you'd throw it all away on a whim? Let's be clear. I do most
3: things on a whim. But that's because my whims are amazing. Gotta love a girl who knows what she wants in life, even if that changes regularly. I
0: can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not,
4: so I'm going to choose to believe you're not. Well, she's already aced Lacerdo 101. Nice work.
3: So is that what kutch A whim? You know,
4: at first, I would have said yes. At first? How
0: long have you two been dating? Pretty much since he transported over from the Alpha Quadrant. But we don't get to see each other in person very often. So the entire time we've known him. Nice. I wouldn't take that personally. He loves you, too. Like, really loves you in a way that I'd be insanely jealous of if I were the jealous type. Aww. I don't think either of us really knew what this was at first or if it was going to last for very long. And like I was saying, I thought this was going to be a temporary thing. He's cute and he's sweet and I usually go for dumb guys. Hey. Let me finish... I usually go for dumb guys. It's easier, since I don't do long-term very much.
3: Yeah, I guess I can relate to that part.
0: But then it turned out that he's not nearly as dumb as I originally thought. Not dumb at all, in fact. It does kinda catch you off guard when you're just getting to know him. Right? And the more I get to know him, well... the more I want to get to know him. Which is an altogether new experience for me. It's still early days, and I don't want to lock myself into anything, but... I could actually see this getting more serious. Awww!
3: Yeah, what she said actually.
0: Sorry, I'm not gonna believe you're sincerely happy for me and Kutch unless you say aww too. Are you serious right now? As a heart attack. Fine. Awww. And she's already graduated to advanced Lacerdo theory! In my defense, I'm sleeping with the teacher. He really talks about you two. A lot.
3: Probably because we're so great.
0: Yeah, probably.
2: So are they sure about those readings, Cap? Oh, believe me, they've triple and quadruple checked. It just seems so unlikely.
5: Eh, preaching to the choir here, kid. While I certainly concede the point that my diplomatic training best suits me to this task, I feel compelled to point out that best suited in this context does not mean well suited.
6: Then what, with all due respect, is the point of view, Ambassador? He's so angry.
1: Cap, is he gonna ruin my career? Ah, look, we're all just a little extra tense right now. Don't worry about the Admiral. I'll handle him when this is all over.
5: Admiral, my qualifications have been relayed to you at length, but if you feel it is necessary for me to list them again, I can arrange to- Fascinating as it is to watch this little interpersonal conflict enter, what is it, round 10? Perhaps we should turn our collective attention to the matter at hand. A capital suggestion. Are you volunteering? Oh, absolutely not. The last person you want handling this negotiation is a Cardassian.
7: I beg to differ.
5: My esteemed Klingon colleague makes a valid point. Perhaps a Cardassian would be the penultimate person you'd want handling this negotiation. Then as our window of opportunity is drawing ever more narrow, I suppose the task falls to me by default. Computer, open a channel.
1: Actually, Ambassador, I have a suggestion.
5: Computer, hold. Captain Gia.
1: It occurs to me that we happen to have the absolute best person for this task in this room with us right now.
5: Now is perhaps not the best time to draw this revelation out for the sake of drama, Captain.
1: Absolutely. Lieutenant Kutch, you've been brought up to speed with the situation here. I think you'd be perfect for this.
6: Me, Captain? Oh, you have got to be kidding.
1: Yes, you. What do you say? Ready to make a little history? You know, Captain, I believe that I am.
0: It's actually a lot harder to get parts for Endeavor than I thought it was going to be. I was told it was a Luna-class ship. A lot of people think
4: that for some reason.
6: All station personnel, muster in the common area. Five minutes for an urgent message.
3: Well, I suppose we better go muster. I love a good muster. Who doesn't?
0: Oh,
4: excuse me. Sorry, I didn't see you
0: there. The fault was mine.
4: Oh, Captain! Dal, this is the commander of the Klingon ship, Captain Kirk. Captain, this is Lieutenant Dal Asurdo. She's the linguist who discovered the star map we're all using now.
3: Lieutenant. Your name is Kirk. Yes. Really? Captain Kirk.
7: Correct. Seriously. I'm sorry, should that mean something to me?
3: Do you not know that there was a legendary Starfleet captain called Kirk?
7: I can't say that the name rings. Of course I've heard of Captain Kirk. Who hasn't heard of the great James R. Kirk? I think his middle initial was T, actually. I knew this was going to happen the moment I made captain. Listen, Lyserto, was it? You're a linguist, you'll appreciate that there are only so many sounds a humanoid mouth can make. Well, sure. And that Klingons tend to favor names with hard consonant sounds to denote power. Kirk was a fairly common name on Kronos and at one time it was a very revered name actually.
4: I'm sure she didn't mean...
7: But of course, one human, a human who's been dead for more than a century incidentally, now completely owns that name for the rest of recorded time. Sorry, other crooks. Some Earther who famously flew around ruining civilizations and sticking his single human dick in any hole it fit into has laid claim to that one syllable.
4: Hey, I think the briefing is starting. Hey,
7: yes, good. The briefing, let's all pay attention to that now. Good
5: morning. Last night at 2200 hours station time, a vessel was detected by our long-range sensors. The vessel was traveling at extremely high warp speeds, and it appeared to be on an intercept course with this station. Defying all rational expectations, our sensors identified the vehicle as Ferengi. (laughs) Upon positive confirmations of these readings, and I can assure you that they were intensely scrutinized and independently verified, we were able to confirm that the vessel's occupants were, indeed, who they claimed to be setting out 19 standard years ago and taking advantage of the same Borg-derived transwarp conduits our own team utilized in coming here, as well as a number of less reputable theoretical technologies with which we are not entirely familiar. They entered our range of detection and broadcast one simple message as a greeting. Thanks for inviting us, you jerks. Being known as they are for their rather intense commitment to negotiation, this station's leadership felt hesitant to engage them without proper preparation. Captain Gia?
1: Thank you, Ambassador. As it happened, Endeavor's own Lieutenant Kutch was present in the Situation Room. And while I have been personally working with the Lieutenant to help him take better advantage of his cultural uniqueness... I cannot take credit for any part of this victory beyond putting young Kutch forward for the job. Lieutenant Kutch used a shrewd combination of his own tellerite propensity for spirited debate and an adapted Vulcan technique for measuring his responses carefully to successfully bargain with the hardest bargainers any of us have ever encountered. Thanks to his efforts, that small Ferengi crew will be arriving here in a few days as allies. All four of the major powers here will be conceding some operational space aboard Nimbus Station to them, and we'll each be sharing some of our exploration territory with them. It'll be a bit of a rough transition for us, since we've barely gotten settled into the current arrangement, but there's no doubting that things will have gone a whole lot worse if Lieutenant Kutch hadn't been there to take charge of the situation. And on behalf of my fellow captains, we'd all like to extend a special thanks to Admiral Soraya for bringing Kutch to the Situation Room in the first place, and allowing events to unfold the way they did. Thanks, Admiral. (laughs) Right, so, we have a lot of preparing to do and not a lot of time to do it, so that's all from me. Dismissed. Is it alright if I dismiss them, sir? Fantastic. Dismissed. There he
0: is, my man, the diplomat.
2: You would not believe the day I've had. Oh, I, uh, I see you've met my friends. You two are still my friends now, right? Are
3: you kidding me? We definitely wouldn't break ties with a celebrity. I'm not sure I'm...
4: i bet they'd give you a medal for this. Ooh, a little medal. Ooh!
3: A medal to pin on your uniform. Dal, are you joining in right now? What? No. What? Shut up. So I met your friends. Turns out they're pretty alright. We were actually still in the middle of bonding when we had to muster to hear about your acts of heroism.
0: Yeah, and heroic though they were, that definitely feels like unfinished business.
2: Why are you making that motion when you say unfinished business? No, that's supposed to be lifting a glass you were drinking. I get it.
0: Nothing gets by you.
2: So am I invited to this bonding experience?
0: Ladies, what do we think? Hmm, I don't know.
2: I mean, I could go back to the Situation Room if I'm not. I'm sure there's another tense, diplomatic scenario that requires my attention.
0: With a poker face like that, it's no wonder you negotiated circles around those
4: Ferengi. I'm dying to know how you pulled it all off, Kutch.
2: No, it wasn't so difficult. Most people are intimidated by Ferengi just because of their reputation. But if you're patient, And just make sure you pay attention to every tiny detail in their contract. And you don't let them budge if you want something. Once you keep those things in mind, making a deal is no trouble at all.
0: Did you mean no trouble at all?
2: Yeah, why? What did I say?
5: Season 1, Episode 3 of Endeavor featured Vishal Berdawaj as Admiral Kabir Saraya, Mark Bosco as Ambassador Sokar and the narrator, Nathan Lajeunesse as Captain Kirk, Brian Lynch as Ensign Sasak, Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Amanda Smith as Dal Laserto, Sabrina Snyder as Nav, Jason Wallace as Kutch, and Ron Algarwat as Gul Samar. It was written by Ron Watt and Matt Robotham. Original theme and additional music by Rich DeThorne. For more information, episode archives, RSS feeds, and more, go to ussendeavor.com. To show your financial support for this show and receive early access to episodes, visit patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R production copyright 2019 by Algar Productions. Endeavor is not a for-profit production and all concepts herein are property of CBS and or Paramount. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.